surf ninjas far better than fucking Wimbledon. <laughs> the the movie that is, not the tournament. Wow. Well, that says that says a lot. Hello, you are listening to Off Radar. It's a movie podcast. I'm James Smith, a professional film and video editor. I'm James Etock, a freelance writer and illustrator specialising in 1980s cartoons. And I'm Neil Brock, aka Nige, the man with two names, former film journalist and currently working in the games industry. Each week, one of us picks a movie that all three of us either haven't seen in many years or in some cases haven't seen at all. We each watch the chosen movie, return to the microphone and let you all know exactly what we thought of it. He desperately needs her to survive. It's sort of handled some incredibly like delicate topics incredibly well. I will never watch this again. What was that? If you fancy joining in and suggesting a movie for us to watch, why not tweet us at OffRadarPodcast or email us on OffRadarPod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share, and by all means, leave a review. For now, strap in, turn the volume up, and let's go Off Radar. I'm James Smith. <laughs> Let me just go and change my shirt. <laughs> all right. Hello and welcome back to Off Radar. Uh, my name is James Smith and today, as always, I'm joined by Neil Brock. Party on, dude. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. Who we call Nige. Um, Hello. And James Etock. Hello. No, uh, no, sir, no, no cool. Not playing that game. <laughs> you said like Cowabunga. This is I nearly, about... I nearly said I, Cowabunga. I, I, well, people you might might may as well have. So today... We are talking about a film called <laughs> Surf Ninjas, which was made in or came out in 1993. Well, first of all, had any of us heard or seen it before? Absolutely not. No. No, I had not seen or heard. I've never even no. seen it in like a video store during like the 90s or the noughties. Just like if I'd have seen it, I'd have probably rented it. But no, I'd never even heard of it. I just remember um, I when when I heard we were doing Surf Ninjas, I thought, oh, this must be one of those, you know, three ninjas on Hook Mountain. Or one of those films, you know, with Hulk Hogan in without moustache. <laughs> What's the name of that film? I don't know. It sounds terrifying. Suburban Commando. <laughs> is it like, is it three ninjas on Mega Mountain or something? There is there's like, a lot of those there's, sort of yeah. films. Where it's like, there's three ninjas. There's never two ninjas or one ninja. No, you go three. Yeah, three ninjas. <laughs> Um, well, this film is just called Surf Ninjas, so who? Yeah, not three of them. But um, who chose this? So, well, there we go. So, oh. this was actually recommended by a friend of yours, Nige. Um, no, it's one of our avid listeners who I have no personal association with, surely, because we've got such a big fan base. Hi, Michael Burling. And uh, yeah, so the, so the email went into Nige, who was operating the inbox that week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Smooth oh, operator. That, that was brilliant. <laughs> that tickled um, me. <laughs> oh, That's good. And yeah, like we say, well, none of us have heard of this. It was just read very quickly. Um, it was directed by Neil Israel. It was written by Dan Gordon. It stars Ernie Reyes Senior and Ernie Reyes Junior, and then also a very young Rob Schneider. You say that. He's not that young. Isn't he? No, oh, he looks young. Um, and Leslie Nielsen also pops up. So, Nige, um, I, I wonder if you could give us a little bit of a rundown of uh, what this film is about. Basically, there's two boys called Johnny and Adam. They live 
they're like uh, people who've been adopted living with this dude in like California surf town. They like to surf. They mess about at school. And lo and behold, it turns out they're actually princes from some made up place halfway around the world and are trying to be murdered by ninjas, which is led by Leslie Nielsen wearing some sort of robot mask and being like half android. So, yep, that's pretty much the size of it. And then they go on a epic adventures with their Sega Game Gear. And oh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's pretty out there. It's a, it's a, put it this way, it's the best way to sum it up. It's you can bonkers. watch it on YouTube for free. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically that kind of classic 90s film of just like irrelevance, like like relatively childish humour, the odd action scene, um, and like a ridiculous story that kind of plays homage to kind of like Indiana Jonesy type films. Yeah. Even going as far as to have like the map when they're travelling across the world. But when did this film come out? What year was 93. it? 1993. Do you think the thinking behind this... This is me trying to be funny. I was thinking at films around the time. Did they go... Well, well, number one, Ernie Reyes, for those that don't know, was in the second Ninja Turtles movie as like as a, as a character. But in the first Ninja Turtles movie, he was in one of the Turtles costumes, if I remember correctly. I think we did discuss him, yeah. So yeah. Uh, also, yeah. it's worth saying that we, we did a podcast on the first Ninja Turtles film. Um, the longest one we'd done at that point. Yeah, so go back um, and check this, this, this out. May, this film may top that. <laughs> this film may be longer than that. But um, yeah, so Ernie Reyes Jr., I knew, I knew the name. So I was like, oh, this... That, that it, that's going to keep my interest but I do wonder if this film was kind of pitched as Only Range Jr. has just been in the second Ninja Turtles movie Secret of the Ooze alongside Kevin Nash and um, you know from that maybe we can do like some sort of kung fu movie what else is around at the time 1992 I'm going to guess um, as it was called in America but not over here Encino Man California Man oh right yeah 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 with Brendan Fraser and Paulie Shaw Brendan Fraser and Paulie Shaw and I'm, I'm guessing um, maybe that that was kind of like oh well you know people like the dude aspect and, and honestly people don't, if you weren't around at the time in the early 90s the whole surfer culture was huge and the whole Ninja Turtles thing was huge even still into 1993 Power Rangers had just come out so oh Nigel's hang on Nigel's uh, going to come with his uh, le- legit <laughs> Yeah, I can add a bit more to this. So Etoc's absolutely right in the fact, like, it was based off the success of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. But there was also the element of, in 1989, uh, there was a film release called The Wizard, which had, like, the kid from the Wonder Years in. And that was largely based around a Nintendo game. So it was, like, the release, I think, of, like, Super Mario 2 or Super Mario 3. Now, this is kind of Sega's um, version of... Yeah, it was the Power Glove as well, the release of that. It was Super Mario 3, in fact, and it was Fred Savage. Um, but yeah, so this was the Sega version. Sega basically wanted a bit of product placement right. in a movie, and they did so through the Sega Game Gear. So the younger brother, who can kind of like see the future, he can see the future through his Game Gear game, which is a version of Surf Ninjas, the film, which is like very better in, inside itself. Which really confused me in the film. I was yeah, like, I was like, too. why the hell is this in the film? <laughs> made no sense it's just like plugged in randomly but they did release an actual Surf Ninjas game and the scriptwriter actually the scriptwriter is a bit bizarre is Dan Gordon now Dan Gordon at this point had written Passenger 57 a Wesley Snipes film and after Surf Ninjas went on to write White Earp uh, Murder in the First, The Hurricane with Denzel Washington, what? That, what? that like amazing boxing film, and actually wrote Rambo Last Blood quite no recently way. as well but anyway so this guy basically wrote a kid's film that had enough kind of set pieces in that you could turn them into levels 
on a computer game. Right. Hence why there's like a scene where they're fighting in a uh, like a restaurant. There's a seat where they're a scene where they're surfing. There's all sorts of like little bits that are just blatantly ways of doing a computer game. So this was like the double impact of trying to sell oh, a computer wow. game and trying to basically live off the back of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh damn, that's utterly fascinating wow so, so Sega were like right behind this project then so they funded a lot of it like oh wow yeah, yeah. so they <laughs> Jesus. but the the real Surf Ninjas game is absolutely nothing like the game obviously the kids playing in the movie which again no, is no, a bit bizarre but yeah it was just a way of them doing this film and I think it's again they sort of go from California they go to Thailand I think at one point sort of Hawaii as well and yeah. it was just a way of kind of showing all these exotic locations again with all these martial arts scenes that are sort of quite well done mm. but also not like violent to the extent where mums would be saying my kid's not watching this film which again was kind of what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles suffered with a little bit yeah. as in the cartoon being heavily edited as we've discussed before and like nunchucks and stuff like that. This one, I think, like in terms of weapons, they kind of try and keep it lowish, low key. <laughs> New Line Cinema presents an awesome, ripping, totally stoked. Get on with it. New movie, Surf Ninjas. It's the story of these kids who get booted from their country by this evil dude. That was that. I quite like surfing. I was quite looking forward to watching the surfing in this film, having, you know, like I go maybe twice a year on surf holidays and enjoy it. And the first shot of the film is like a a shot waist height of them clearly just standing on like a board with like (laughs) some awful blue screen behind them. And I'm like, man, is this going to be the surfing in the film? Um, (laughs) I thought it it was going to cut to them being on like a car. And it does that later. It does. It does a Teen Wolf thing yeah later yeah. but um but then the the other funny thing with the, the the kind of surfing moment is they're standing on a beach talking about the surfing you look out at the sea and it's flat there's no waves whatsoever and they get in the sea and the waves are about i don't know 15 foot tall and they're <laughs> clearly like some pro surfers uh that have just yeah, you know, oh just yeah, yeah. don't anything that. like the, the no and like the first like almost five minutes is just like slow-mo of surfing with whilst like the opening credits are rolling and it's like god this film's quite short and this is really boring like when is it actually when's the film gonna start so i was a bit surprised but that is the only real surfing there's like one bit later there's kind of a bit at the beginning and a bit near the end and that's it actually uh which is a slightly misleading title when you think about what the film is called well it's funny actually you talk about the title this film was originally called surf ninjas of the the south china seas and they were like that's a terrible name and they called it surf warriors and then they were like no no ninjas ninjas are really cool so there you go and at one point as well they were thinking about getting Jackie Chan in this film they also thought about Mustachio Man Hulk Hogan being in this film as well which you can certainly tell by the quality of the film and they were also going to do an animated TV series to spin off this after its amazing success I think I think a cartoon could have worked to this as a premise I think it's got a really good strong animation kind of base and there is a bit of Sega product placement he's like what is this game i was playing shinobi shinobi yeah shinobi that's weird where's shinobi i thought i was playing shinobi 
One thing that did make me smile is they live on uh, Venice Beach, which is ridiculous if you look at the house prices there these days. But I was like, oh, I know Venice Beach really well. I've been to Los Angeles enough times. But they're in this, like, they've got a beachfront house pretty much. And the camera kind of follows the father. I think he goes into into the, the kitchen and they're or the dining area and they're eating. And there's the biggest, most blatant bit of product placement with Fruit Loops on the table, the cereal <laughs> Fruit Loops. And it's just facing the camera there's not a like it's not even to the side slightly it's it's literally there in the entire shot and this box i swear they never made boxes of cereal that big i was like how big is that fucking box of cereal it's it's so and so product placement i was thinking oh, i was just that i didn't realize the game gear was such an intrinsic part of the uh the funding for it maybe i can tell them that i was hammered by the fact that i found out i was adopted last night you were adopted last night why didn't your dad just adopt you when you were a baby we were adopted when we were babies. Like Rob Schneider is the comedy relief of this film. And actually, I think he does quite a good job of terrible puns all the way through. I, I'll be honest. This, uh, okay, this film did make me laugh quite a few times. I didn't think this was a, the, a horrible movie mm. um, in terms of tone. And I'm not talking about tone lock either. I, I thought they actually did <laughs> <Very> good. a good... <laughs> I thought they did a good job, as in... One of my... The thing I laughed at the most that I was not expecting... <laughs> Was Leslie Nielsen as Colonel Chin? He's sharpening a um, an electric carving knife. You know, brrr, the old electric carving knives used to get in the eighties and nineties. He's sharpening one of those. So there's one gag. Then he hands it to like his assistant, who goes, "All oh, right, I've got it." Pulls it. The cord is still around Colonel Chi's leg, and it just pulls him like arse over tea kettle. And it's such a funny, unexpected, utterly pointless moment that I just burst out laughing. I was like, "Why?" It was funny, but it's like, "Why?" I don't. There, there are a few moments that. like that. There was what, the, the moment where they explain why he's got half a face and it's like half robot is the fact that he got stamp stampeded on by an by. elephant and um I, I mean that made me laugh um to be honest like it's so harsh <laughs> poor man. No. It's like, firstly, how the hell are you going to survive getting trodden on the face by an elephant? Um, and they've kind of made him into this half kind of like bicennial ten uh, or man, bicentennial man, half Robin Williams. Yeah, bicentennial. You you, men- you mentioned Rob Schneider. His character is yeah, he is the comic relief, but he's also incredibly annoying in this film, and that's. <laughs> It's Rob Obviously Schneider. the intention, but he's so frustrating. When every every time he's in a scene, I'm like, oh man, please get off screen because uh, yeah, it's just like the. I mean, it's obviously the writing, but the the, the gags he's are given are so bad that when he. Oh man, I loved it. I honestly, there's genuinely one, there's, did. There's, there's one great gag. Like I think it's after they're fighting in the restaurant, and it's it cuts to. Like there's, they've had like a mid conversation, and the camera's kind of pulling away past Rob Schneider, and he just says to the chef, he goes, "Even when they ask you not to put in MSG, you put in it, you still put it in, right?" And the guy goes, "Yeah," and he goes, I "Thought so," and it's just <laughs> that like, was good. I, I really I, thought I really that was funny. That, yeah. I thought that's funny because again, much like the Leslie Nielsen cord pull, there's no reason for it, but it still made me chuckle. I was like, "Ah, oh, didn't expect to laugh at that," but there we go. I really like the joke where he's like. Oh, everything I say comes true. Oh, I need to stop saying things, otherwise it won't come true. And he's like, oh, no, I said it. It won't come true. And it's just like, it was, it was quite <laughs> funny and quite smart. I, I didn't find him that annoying. And I find Rob Schneider generally 
Like, <laughs> he's quite I an annoying person. Like, he's got an annoying face. Yeah. But I remember like the South Park, like Rob Schneider is the carrot and stuff like that, where they, he really went to that extreme <laughs> of him doing those types of films. This is obviously a very early movie for him. But as I said, it's like, he's supposed to be like the same age as the, the oldest of the two kids. And it's like, no. At one point, I half expected him to be like, oh, he's actually been like a, a secret that, agent that's been assigned. Yeah, to and that's the joke film. or something. But they just forgot to add that bit in. It's just like, no, he's just like a 30-year-old who happens to go to high school. Boy, kids. They just don't weigh the risks, do they? Say, you want to grab a cup of coffee? I will say this about this movie there are no and it's I mean it's obviously because it's the kind of movie they're making there are no bits where you're sitting there going well, I hope the plot gets moving soon it's literally just <laughs> one scene into the next and that, yeah. I think that ties into what Nigel said about it being like video game levels and obviously the target audience they don't want anyone to, kids teenagers to be bored and it just I, mean, I wrote down in my notes I wrote 22 minutes in feels like so much has happened because yeah you've had like surfing we've had um, ninja attacks we've had more surfing we've had more ninja attacks we've had like a scene at the school we've had barber Barbara Rand, Barbara Rum. Oh like yeah, the, so weird, so bizarre. But it made me laugh again. Where he's just like, "What am I going to do?" And then they start doing, you know, the Beach Boys, yeah, uh, singing Barbara Rand, but but based on this uh, this um, guy called Barbara Rum, who's this like visiting uh, scholar, I guess. Uh, from but who just happens to be right at the end of the film. It turns up he's in the same village that um, they're destined to be kings and princes on. <laughs> I did quite like um, that poor bloke who just kept getting kicked down the stairs. I mean, it was it, it made me chuckle. Um, but yeah, I wrote it down. I wrote yeah, I wrote guy gets kicked down the stairs. Wide shot. We still see him rolling. <laughs> and it's like you know he's, he's going to come back right at the end and he's going to yeah. yeah go down one more time. Oh. I mean, you know. And the other bit is. Uh, before they kind of go to the island they all, they carve they obviously carve some surfboards out of chip out of trees because that's the only Quite way lot, yeah they're going to get there and as they they kind of surf out the waves are coming towards them and then all of a sudden the waves are like going towards the island and it's like <laughs> i'm not sure how i like like smith is approaching this because he's such a proficient surfer he's like well frankly this is uh, offensive to myself that's just how water works i don't think it's <laughs> how the sea works it's nothing to do with surfing <laughs> Another good gag, another thing that made me laugh in this film, this would have made Nigel laugh, I know for a fact, is I think it's when the ninja tries to attack them when they're surfing and he gets like knocked out. And then the, like there's another, sh there's a lot of shot and it's like on the beach and the ninja washes up in the waves and then gets carried back off again. That made yeah, me laugh. Like, like, yeah, the dog like dog chases after him. That's a really, and it's a really well done shot because he, he washes up right with the tide and then washes back out again. Very well done. Highlight of the movie. After the building, their home blows up, right? Rob Schneider actually, I didn't quite understand that. He leaves on the gas or something and the, the house well, blows The guy up. said he needed to blow up for some reason. Ah. To, like. and, then, and, and then it cuts to the house and these two like surfer dudes walk up to the camera and they're like, oh, duh, duh. and I'm like, are these like famous celebs at the time or something? Um, they were like, they worked on the script. They were script doctors. So just like throwing on right. those hilarious puns. But the one one of them, the guy on the right, although not particularly well known at that point, 
was Mitchell Hurwitz, who is best known for creating the TV show Arrested Development. So, oh, wow. bloody hell, so you're kidding. Like a random... I suppose that's my trivia uh, bit of, yeah, of, not just of trivia. this film, because I don't think there's wow. that much other trivia. But yeah, just completely random. But, but yeah, well, it's not like... For, it'd have been better if it'd have been like Hulk Hogan and like, I don't know, Kurt Russell. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Sting. Yeah, that would have been great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they're both from Venice Beach. <laughs> no, no, Smith. Uh, Smith's thinking of Sting the musician. I know you are. Yes, of course I am. <laughs> we mean the wrestler. We mean oh, the wrestler. Well. <laughs> I, I, it would be better if it was Sting the musician. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even better. I agree. <laughs> and Leslie Nelson, I mean, for me, Is he's there. in this film. <laughs> But he's so like he's just I don't know why underused. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like let's put. Him. There's something weird about his casting in it because he would have just been coming off naked well, he, gun. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know he's such a such a great comic spoof actor, but he's like there's a few gags that kind of make you laugh. But generally in this film, he's pretty wasted. He's kind of like just on the island making a few like silly jokes. But yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure why he took this role. <laughs> It's really weird, actually. Like, when they made this film, obviously everyone was like, oh, my God, Leslie Nielsen's on this film. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing sex. He's so funny. But he got really into the character and was like, no, I'm the bad guy. And was, like, really Shut unapproachable up. on set. Like, real character actor. And it's like, mate, you're playing a guy with, like, half a metal face. And <laughs> this film is, frankly, ridiculous. Like, I, I think you can let your guard down. But no, he, he took it very seriously. Wow. Big <laughs> 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 Smith, make sure to include that huge <sighs> sigh from knives there. He's got a waxy old man to wave friction reducing vehicle. Surfboard. But some gnarly ninjas give him a blast from their past. Those boys die tonight. <laughs> what did um what did our reviewer think of the the film Nigel have you got his so yeah so Michael uh emailed me with the following review he said I loved the movie when I was a kid this utterly bizarre movie starring Rob Schneider I watched it far too many times it's utterly utterly ridiculous with Leslie Nielsen playing an unbelievably bizarre role I'm probably not sure (laughs) what he's doing in it or how he got talked into doing the film uh which I totally agree with uh, he loved the fact the game uses a Sega Game Gear as product placement to try and sell consoles, and they worked that into the story and how he saw visions. Rob Schneider's character being vintage Rob Schneider and playing the same role he's always well, he always played around that time. Uh, he's used the words ridiculous quite a few times. It's utterly ridiculous. It only works if you go in just to have a fun watch and have no expectations of it being uh, good or making any type of sense whatsoever. Oh, and Michael Burling also said, uh, and this is Michael Burling's trivia corner, uh, his favourite fact about the movie is the main character is actually the little ninja kid from Red Sonja, which I didn't realise. I loved Red Sonja when I was a kid. So he's kind of given us two ratings. So one was when he was a kid, he'd probably say 8 out of 10, and he loved it at that point. In reality, he can't really give it more than a 6 uh, and it gets a six primarily on nostalgia and being totally bizarre. And again, it's one of these films where, as an adult, you're probably not going to enjoy it quite as much. So yeah, thank you so much, Michael, for your review. Uh, and thank you for your Michael Berlin's trivia, which is a brand new thing that we will never do again because you're trying to steal my thunder. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for nicely said, Michael. And thank you for writing in. Uh, Etoc, what, what did you think of this film? Yeah, I, I went in thinking, oh, this is going to be like bad and it wasn't fantastic but it wasn't as bad as I thought I feel like this is going to be one of those reviews but I can't put it into words 
but um yeah there's 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 things that it made me laugh it actually kept me entertained it didn't make any sense let's be honest it makes little sense but it, it entertained me will i watch it again never will i ever recommend it not really um is it good it's not bad is it bad it's not bad um yes yeah, so i think i'll give it three out of ten yeah yeah three out of ten for me no what did you think of this film also enjoyed this more than I expected to. Like, I quite liked some of the 90s charm. I quite liked, although it was silly, it was really unpretentious. It wasn't really trying to be anything more than it was. Just a silly kind of kids film, really, with a little bit of martial arts thrown in. Um, sort of interesting locations. The soundtrack's not horrendous. It's all just like California surf, type sounds, which is, <laughs> which is fine. Um, I didn't, it's weird, like... You can tell there are a lot of failings with this film. Like, it's not made to be highbrow. It's not even really made to be good. Like, it's one of those yeah. almost so bad it's good in kind of a way. Um, and I genuinely found Rob Schneider a good part of this film. And I don't think I've, I could say that about any other film I've ever seen with him in. I think it was nice comic relief. I think Leslie Nielsen in it is it's so bizarre. But again, it's one of those things where it makes it quite memorable. Because it's like, what the fuck is Leslie Nielsen doing in this film? <laughs> it's just like, he's clearly in location as well. There's a bit where he's like dressed up as a samurai and it's just like, I, they could have just green screened him, but yeah. no, they actually got him out there. And I think for those reasons, I'm not going to be unbelievably harsh on this. I was like really on the fence of how low to go. Um, and I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm actually going to give it a five out of 10. Wow. Smith, your review. So like you guys, I did not expect anything, especially when you said it's available to watch only on YouTube. And that is the only place you can find this film. Um, so I kind of went into this thinking it was going to be an absolute disaster. And I think like you guys, I, I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. I actually think like it probably had a bit more of a story arc than the first Turtles film, arguably, um, <laughs> as in... Well, don't don't bring turtles into this, Smith. Otherwise, we're going to have real problems. As, uh, right? as in, I, 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 you know, when we when we had the chat about turtles, I think the beef was that that film kind of just veered off like halfway through, from what I remember. Whereas this did kind of have yeah, a beginning, a middle, right. and an end, despite the beginning, middle, and end being utterly bonkers. Um, yeah, Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I, I think he's one of my favourite spoof comedy actors. But I, yeah, so I was a bit disappointed when he really wasn't in it very much and then the you know the writing's not sharp enough so he gets lost in the film yeah the music is is kind of pretty naff but it kind of suits the film and i think if you were watching this like when you were 15 16 uh i can see why you'd you'd like it but for me like 2022 you know i'm nearly 39 <laughs> um I, I i kind of yeah i love your rationale i'm a 39 year old watching surf ninjas i'm an adult i cannot like this film <laughs> I, i'm gonna give this four and a half out of ten uh <laughs> you're giving what? Smith and adult says for So guys, look, I mean, it was a fun film, but what what do you think? Email us on offradarpod at gmail.com, tweet us at offradarpodcast. Let us know what you think of Surf Ninjas and get in touch. Give us your rating and suggest another film. 
maybe without surfing on ninjas in next time for us to watch. <laughs> <laughs>